0: Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace recently launched the latest version of their platform called Squarespace 7. And it has a completely redesigned interface, integrates with Getty Images and Google Apps, has 15 new templates, and an incredible feature called Cover Pages. Try the new Squarespace with a free trial at squarespace.com. Enter offer code verbal at checkout for 10% off. That's Squarespace. Start here, go anywhere. Welcome to The Solid Verbal. The Solid Verbal. Come
1: after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I've heard so many players say, well, I want to be happy. You want to be happy for a day? Eat a steak. It's that woo-woo!
0: And now, Dan and Ty. Welcome back to The Solid Verbal, boys and girls. Ty Hildenbrandt here. I am joined. Well, I'm joined by my good friend, Dan Rubenstein, looking a little worse for the wear but uh still alive. Drink what are you drinking? Coffee? No, I'm drinking tea, which probably isn't the
1: greatest idea because I need sleep. What time are we recording this show?
0: It is 1:13 local time, which means back home on the East Coast it's uh, 2:13 2:13. a 2:13 13. Probably okay. the latest show we've ever recorded.
1: Uh I felt like last year our night before the championship game in the hot tub went pretty late.
0: That the one where the man seated <laughs> <cedar> le- <laughs> to your yeah. left uh, Ryan Annie got chlorine poisoning? Yeah. I I, th- I got better. He did get better. <laughs> And I too believe I will. After. Also, uh, also joining us here, uh, a true cowboy wearing his <laughs> cowboy hat, also wore cowboy boots to the game. If I understand correctly, it's uh, yes, sir. The first time this year we're having him on our show, Mr. Spencer That's Hall. True. Welcome. Yeah, well, the first time this year. <laughs> well, he lives in
1: Atlanta. Can we call him Cowboy and spell it with an I? Cowboy. Yeah.
2: Cowboy. Cowboy.
0: Cowboy. Yeah, Cable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah you, can, you, you can call me that. I like that. All right, so here's the deal. Yeah. We played this thing. The first ever college football playoff national championship now yeah. in the books. Your national champion against mm-hmm. all odds.
1: Yeah. Who would have thought a group
0: of five stars? Coach the Ohio Laird State Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> the Ohio the State big Buckeyes. Mm, your, the victor, big schedule. your final score, 42 to 20. Yeah. Both halves finished with the score of 21-10. Yeah. In the end, though, it is Ohio State that gets the job done. Now, Dan yeah. and Spencer, you guys were there. Yes, You were we in were. the spaceship known as Jerry World. Ryan and I yeah. were back here watching and tweeting snarky things from uh, the comfy confines of the SB Nation Heisman House. But since you were there, give mm-hmm. us the firsthand account. Jerry's World, game, Oregon, your alum. What was that like? Um, the stadium is, for what
1: it was intended to be, it's it's pretty gorgeous and just gargantuan. Spencer likes to call all of Texas sort of super America. America Plus. America Plus, you yeah. You can
3: subscribe to America Plus for the low, low price of your soul.
1: Yeah, if you have an iPhone 4, you compare it to an iPhone 6 Plus. That's sort of what Jerry World is. Um, it was spacious. It's enormous. It does seem like a space station. Um, but... Everybody was. It, everybody seemed really nice. There wasn't obnoxious people. I didn't feel like at the stadium. Leg room. Leg room. There was tons of leg room. How about the jumbotron? Wait,
2: you're telling me a game without Florida State and Alabama didn't have <laughs> obnoxious people?
1: <laughs>
3: you'd this be, is true. You'd be shocked. There are other uh, a few other things. Yes, the screen is huge. Mm-hmm. It's distracting. How you much did you watch a- the screen compared to the the half field? And half. Half yeah. and half. It's other side of the field. I was watching. The it's screen. also remember this is America Plus. Yeah, you can't just watch TV. True. You have to go to a stadium of eighty five thousand people and this watch TV with them. Right on the and the event that the TV is showing is yeah. actually below said TV. Yeah, right. So <laughs> it's it's very distracting. It's hard not to look up there. I do find the positive effect was on all the instant replays. Yeah, there's no controversy. There's no. none. The consensus they show it on the screen because it's a neutral site and everyone goes Oof. where
1: are Oh, you know, he was was down. When a knee is on the ground, it's like a seventy-three
3: foot knee. So (laughs) there is there is no doubt left about any of the close calls I'd also like to add this there is a Ford showroom on the third tier in one of yeah, the ends there's a car dealership A there. Ford showroom yes yeah. with an f-150 that has its own pond <laughs> yeah. in addition to cars being sort of stored in the and the rafters like an enormous child lives there at one point this is Jerry Jones enormous romper room and he just has his little toy cars he's there. at one
1: point I had to go to use the restroom before we go into our seats and Spencer just said Meet me at the car dealership, <laughs> which was on the mat, can, the mezzanine level. Can of you the stadium. actually buy
0: a car in the stadium?
1: Or is it just a showroom? I think it's just sort of I a showroom. I think it's just yeah. a
3: showroom, but I would not be surprised. Additionally, they sell champagne. Yeah, uh, okay. We, we had a dinner of Moe Chandon champagne, which was $10 and the mm-hmm. barbecue sandwich, which was $10. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, there are four choke points that create a legitimate stampede hazard in the stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that was bad. Here's the best part. The VIP on both sides creates it. Yeah. The VIP juts out into the walkways and chokes it off and creates this really dangerous kind of, you know, stampede, claustrophobic, asphyxiating kind of uh,
0: situation. So
3: way to go, Jerry. I think he actually wants to sit in the VIP and just watch people get the trampled. haves yeah. and the have nots. It, it is. It is a place of the haves. The struggle
0: yeah. is real, boys and girls. Yeah. All right. So, again, 42 to 20. Now, Ryan and I were back here watching the game. Right. A couple takeaways that we had in watching the first one was glaringly obvious. Ohio State opened up holes the size of trucks. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott had no trouble running through. No. Finished with 246 yards, four touchdowns. Obviously, the night belonged to him. The night also belonged to, I thought, Cardell Jones not making a stupid mistake. Not making the I stupid mean- killer mistake. He had a couple of them. But by and large, they were able to manage yeah. him. They were able to manage him in such a way that he wasn't going to kill them. Remember, in the build-up to this game, that was one of the concerns. How is this kid going to handle this big stage? Conference championship, national semifinal, uh, uh, playoff championship. Mm-hmm. How is he going to go 3-0 and in all those settings? Somehow they were able to manage him and, and make all that work.
2: I think that's because they were smart and didn't say, you know— they understood that despite beating Wisconsin, despite beating Alabama, which are both very impressive, they didn't say, all right, you've proved you can make grilled cheese. Now let's make steak tartare. Right. They said, nope, we're, please just make us another grilled cheese sandwich, card. Maybe throw
1: in another kind right. of cheese if you on want, there. If
2: you want to add a tomato slice, that would yeah. be fun. Uh-huh. But, you know— the the reason that they ran the ball so much, and that was with Cardell Jones as well, they understood that, he, you know, there's mm-hmm. only so much he can screw up there, was because it's risk management, right? You're,
3: taking, you're keeping Oregon's offense off the field yeah, yeah. Yeah. and limiting. It's and the most, wearing down the Oregon the defense at the, the same time. It's the most game plan yeah. ever, and they used it against Alabama, yeah. and Oregon saw it coming, and they still couldn't stop
2: it. Yeah.
1: No, it's totally true. And there are two things that you absolutely don't want to see if your team is in a big game against another team, and that is you do not want to see your defensive line blown off the ball and have a running back gain even even though Ezekielia was merely excellent. A good running back, like what we saw Oregon struggle with Tyler Gaffney last year, just like four and a half yards at a time, four yards, and just keep the chains moving. You don't want to see that. That's ultimately so frustrating when you know something is coming. You can't do anything about it. And when you have a giant or even a small mobile quarterback who on third and seven gains eight and a half yards or on fourth and one gains 1.3 yards. It was just
2: so odd because... Oregon's offense didn't feel—I wouldn't say drastically different than they did against in the Florida State game. Right. You know, they still Marcus Mariota missed some of the same kind of throws he missed in that game. Yeah. They hit some of the big plays they did against Florida State, mm-hmm. but man, these—it was these two defenses didn't look like the same team, considering what they were able to do against Jameis Winston, how uncomfortable they made him in the pocket. Yeah, like I don't understand why you would say let's put a lot of. It felt like they said. You know, Cardale Jones is new, so let's only do so much to pressure him and hope he makes his own mistakes. They, so right. so they're, backwards. They
3: also didn't tackle. No. no. Like there, no. Were two, there were two things that, that Ohio State did that Oregon did not do. One, Ohio State made every tackle. Mm-hmm. People bounced off Cardale Jones for Oregon's defense. The yeah. other thing they did was gap control. I'm pretty sure this is what they did. Um, maybe the film will go back and look and be like, oh, that's not what they did at all. Right. But what I think they did is they tried to create one gap on every play that was completely vacant, they yeah. did it with motion. That's they a, did it yes. by, by establishing the buck sweep. Right? right, that's an old Gus Malzahn play. Yep, they which they I don't I didn't see it a lot during the season for Ohio State, and they ran the devil out of it this game. Yeah. so they would always create one more gap either by having the threat of Cardale Jones running, mm-hmm. establishing that, or with motion, mm-hmm. and, and and every time. Oregon's linebackers didn't fill, and that's film study. That's yes. just them, that's just them looking at what Oregon's defense could and couldn't do and saying their linebackers won't fill space.
1: Yeah. If- it was unbelievable. Maybe that's where like the Urban Meyer versus Mark Helfrich thing was in this, these what eleven days for whatever reason, Ohio State, because these are teams that are, are pretty similar and what they try to do with the level of talent that they have, Ohio State's level might be slightly higher. But it just seemed like the preparation that Ohio State had and the discipline and how well they played just fundamentally and how prepared they were for, yes, Oregon in this formation, they're going to do one of these three things. They're prepared for all three of those things. Ohio State was the team outside of the first, I guess, three drives that was very clearly there and more prepared to win.
0: Spencer's point's very valid. You look at the stat sheet. Not mine. Well, everyone's point's valid here. We're all friends, but Spencer's in particular comes to mind just looking at the box score. Time of possession, Ohio State, 37 minutes and 29 seconds. That's a lot. Also, 61 rushing attempts for Ohio State versus 23 passing attempts. Tells you everything you need to know about how Tom Herb and Urban Meyer went into this game. Cardell Jones, 21 carries for just 38 yards, but those are big 38 yards, two fourth down conversions mm-hmm. had a big run, you know, uh, at one point in the game. So it was, it was very, very common it, yeah, it, it, it was aggressively common Aggressively. So for, for all
3: the, for all the conversation we like to have about Oregon's offense being yeah. so simple that you could install it in a couple of days, right? The simpler offense was Ohio state. Yeah. You know, which these are two very similar attacks, but, They were just counting. That's it. This was in a numbers game, pure and simple top to bottom, and it's just Ohio State was a little better with the arithmetic.
2: Can I interject with something totally off topic? I would like to say that Dan is handling this loss so beautifully. Magnificent. Like, I remember after (laughs) the 2009 SEC championship game, I was so upset that I went to a friend's stand-up uh, open mic stand-up set and heckled him and no but there were there was a two drink minimum and I ordered two gins wow not gin and two yeah. gins How you was was the stand you up? Were a
3: suicidal heiress that yeah night. it was
2: bad What what is the worst what is the worst you've acted after a Florida loss
3: the worst I've acted after a Florida loss was when an Alabama fan came up to me pointed at my shirt and said Walmart shirt this was a woman who was over 60 with her husband and I pointed at her and said, Walmart person. <laughs> and her husband looked at me and I was like, what? Come on. <laughs> so I, I've had enough
1: losses now and I've hopefully grown up enough to the point where. So Spencer, this is the first time I think I've watched a big game with Spencer in person. I think. Mm hmm. Um, Because you went to the Florida State But this is the first time you've been with me for a big Oregon game This is the first time we've been in the house Right, in the house together Um, I have two modes in these big games I become a caveman So if I'm happy, I'm just happy and talking And ecstatic and hugging and kissing Whatever When I'm not happy And this is almost similar I mean, if we're going to talk life I shut down, I get real quiet I mean, I'm not a quiet well, person. Well, this is the catatonic state you were in. When we were at the right. Oregon, I, I once it was catatonic, game. I was just sort of on Twitter and checking stats, and I was just like, I shut it down because, like, I yeah. I don't want. I just I don't. I'm not a yeller. Don't let the dragon out. Which you yeah. you you just let him be. That's yeah, yeah.
0: I, Spencer you, was worried I was going to vaporize. See, I have two modes too. I fall yeah. asleep during yeah, big games, yeah. and thankfully. Despite how badly this game went for your team, it still yeah. wasn't as bad as what happened to mine a couple of years ago against Alabama, sure. where I fell asleep in like the first or second quarter. Right. That was one. The second and more violent was what I did in a younger day, watching Notre Dame lose to BYU opening game, Brady Quinn. From a dive bar in Penn State, jumping up, yelling some sort of primal scream and (laughs) slamming (laughs) my flip phone down in the middle of the bar as everyone scatters away from the five foot something man. (laughs) It was not a pleasant sight. So you (laughs) are taking this quite well. Yeah, you know what? It was
1: it was a much more
0: fun season
1: to be an Oregon fan than it wasn't. You beat Florida State. You beat Arizona after losing to them in in impressive fashion. Won the Pac-12. Won the Pac-12. They had a Stanford problem. They just completely shellacked Stanford. That was fun. A lot of young players developed. I still have a couple of lingering issues with three man rushes against big plays and situations. Third and Pelham sort of reared its ugly head, but it, there's obviously, and you know, to watch Marcus Mariota was one of the big joys, so that's great.
0: All right. I got a few other things that we need to cover here, but I yes. do need to mention that we have not one, but two sponsors oh, this evening. God. Oh my God. Are we paying Ryan and Spencer? Money,
2: money, make money, 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 money.
0: Mail chip. Today's <laughs> episode is uh, sponsored by Bombus. Oh, let me see your I'm, feet. Look at these. Let me see those feet, Yeah, Ty. look at these. Those beautiful Going, going black and, uh, and yellow here. That's true. They're very <laughs> comfortable. Spencer, you bought the boots today. Perhaps you'd like some comfortable socks to go underneath those
3: boots. (laughs) Not that I need them, being Texas Silky as they are, but I bet Bombas would improve the experience to something math can't even justify, a 200% (laughs) experience. America Plus You're going from
2: Silky to Isley Brothers.
3: (laughs) My feet will be singing, who's that lady?
0: (laughs) So Bombas are athletic leisure socks, re-engineered to look better, feel better, and perform better. If you're looking for those comfy socks, just go straight on over to bombas.com slash verbal. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash verbal for either. This is an either or proposition. A free pair of socks or 20% off your order. Again, that web address, B-O-M-B-A-S dot slash verbal. Besides making the comfortable socks, they were founded to solve a problem. Since socks are the number one most requested clothing item at homeless shelters, Bombas donates a pair of socks for each pair purchased. They've donated over 150,000 pairs to those in need since launching in October 2013. So, obviously, it's a very good cause. These are great socks. I will personally attest to how great they are. You're getting good socks that are comfy. They fit well. They don't slip. They last. They are built like a honeycomb in the bridge of your foot. Ooh. Yeah? 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 You're making that noise. You know what that's about. Yeah, The honeycomb makes it feel... Nice and strong where you need the support the most. Also, the short ankle ones have blister tabs. Check them out one more time if you want quality socks that look good. It's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash verbal. Get yourself a free pair or get 20% off. That's bombas.com slash verbal. Here's where we need to go with this next. Yeah. We talked about Ohio State. Congratulations, yeah. Buckeyes fans. Yeah. Congratulations to all the people who tweeted your hate messages. As you
2: burned down your city. Yeah. As you burned down <laughs> your
0: city. Tear gas Lid. was deployed. And <laughs> many congrats to the fine folks of Columbus, Ohio. Save Let's the Bombas.
1: Yes. If save, can, the bombas. Your city yeah.
0: burns. save the Bombas.
1: Save the Bombas.
2: It'll be like Miss Saigon. Airlift them out. <laughs> airlift the Bombas. <laughs> Socks first, children second.
0: <laughs> Let's shift west. Yes. Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. What's the state of the program out in Eugene, Oregon? Uh, Marcus Mariota's gone. Had all sorts of injuries all over the field this year. True. They're going to be healthier next year just by default. Yeah. They're going to have a fair amount of depth at wide receiver. They were young at wide receiver. They'll be fine there. The big question, though, is they lose Mariota.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to give Oregon the benefit of the doubt no matter who the quarterback is next year. It'll either be Jeff Lockie, who's been the backup these past couple of seasons, or Morgan Mahalik, who is a redshirt, who will be a redshirt freshman, sort of touted uh, in a very positive way, or they have a true freshman coming in that they like a lot, Travis Waller. And Oregon deserves the benefit of the doubt uh, because of how many quarterbacks of varying skill levels they've developed successfully. And they've recruited very well, probably better under Mark Helfrich in terms of. Of total talent level than they did under Chip Kelly. So, with what the Pac-12 looks like moving forward and some of the new faces, especially in the north, I don't think we have a ton of faith in Washington with what they lose. Washington State, Cal, Stanford, none of these programs are in particularly excellent places right now. So, in the context of what Oregon has, they're going to be fine. Um, I expect maybe a coaching change maybe along the defensive line or something. Not as a result of tonight, just who knows. Um, but I th- I think they're in fantastic shape, and they go to East Lansing next year. But other than that, I think things are looking A-A minus right now for Oregon. Just they're so deep in so many places.
2: One thing we pretty much didn't talk about all year was that this is, what, Mark Helfrich's second year as yeah, head coach? that's not bad. And, you know, <laughs> granted, he inherited a very wonderful situation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he really took, I think, some good strides this year. Yeah. He got that team after that Arizona game, once they got healthy, you could see noticeable improvements and mm-hmm. changes and you know, that was something that you didn't see so much his first year. You felt yeah. like the problems lingered. So I think I think that's a hell of a second year for as a head coach.
1: Absolutely. No, it's it's a huge roaring success. For One Oregon. of the
0: questions we asked though in the build up to this game, coaching gap. Yeah. Urban Meyer, Mark Helfrich. Spencer Hall. Was Mark Helfrich outcoached? Yeah.
3: Yeah, he was outcoached. What was what was Oregon's game plan? Or, or
0: terrific question. That's a, a great question. Well, they couldn't
3: establish the run outside of those first couple of drives. Couldn't establish the run outside of those first couple of drives. Didn't seem to be able to make any adjustments. Mm-hmm. You can claim physical superiority, all you like, right? But coaching has something to do with absolutely. That. I always think there's this fun point as a fan. Where you can look at a football plan and it unfolds like anything. It unfolds like a book, like a movie. It unfolds like uh, a well-made pair of socks, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Where you look at it and you see them. Bomba
0: socks, if we're being specific. Where you look at
3: it and even a child can say, I understand what they're doing and it seems like everybody knows what they're doing. Right. And Urban Meyer's best teams at Florida. That was the greatest part about watching them at Florida is you understood the modus. Every single time you looked at them, Mm -hmm. what they were trying to do, how they were going to do it, it wasn't particularly complex. Look at what they did tonight. Not complex. Just perfectly executed. So whether you want to say he was a, you know, whether the staff did a better job drawing up a more elegant, insane game plan, whatever. No, it worked. The stuff they did worked. It was flawless. It was brutal. And, um, yeah, he did get that late TD there you you want to know if you get out coached you put yourself in a position to not be able to turn down the last touchdown of the game
0: and some of us in the room some of us in the room may have had a small proposition wager <laughs> on more points being scored in the second half than the first some of us might even have been screaming at the TV for that last f u touchdown mm, mm, yeah not going to name names but there was But Ty's got a a big old box of bombas on the way. There were only two of us. (laughs) Yes, sir. In this room who were in this room during that final touchdown. So,
1: okay. I will also say this. Um, Oregon, for what they were able to do in the back half of their season with eventually not playing with their four best pass catchers, their best corner, and their starting left tackle of who started the season is not why they lost to Ohio State. Ohio State is clearly the better team, and if those guys were healthy – none of those guys play in the front seven or call defensive plays or offensive plays, but that's pretty impressive to get to this point with all of those pieces
0: missing. Ohio state, by the way, is in the big 10 for those playing along at home. Yeah. Oh, 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 really? Previously thought to be one of the worst conferences in college football. Right. Could well still be one of the worst conferences in college sure. football. Yeah, depending you gotta, on your you perspective. Yeah. You ask the SEC West about going in overestimated, going <laughs> yeah. in overestimated. We, you know, we, we have to recalibrate, I think, where we stand on some of the conferences now? And it was something that Ryan brought up in the immediate aftermath of the game. How much higher now do we tick the Big Ten after their performance during both seasons? They did pretty well. Their top teams did pretty well. Not yes. from top to bottom. Sorry,
2: but, Maryland. Yeah, I mean, their top teams, though. Go turps
0: It's the cream so of that talk crop. about them as a Big Ten team. The cream of that crop did yeah. pretty well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I think they have shown that they are maybe in the early stages of what the s how the SEC sort of had that jump up where you said you know, in, I guess it was 2006 or so, you said, oh, Florida's a really good team, and Alabama's a really good team, and I, I don't know who else would have been a good team. Georgia's a really good team around that time, but you didn't really say, you know, there was that depth where you say, oh, every every week in the SEC, it's a battle to the death, and drag your mama to her grave, well, blah, It's, a, it's a battle to a death. To a death, yeah. Death is death is multiple in the South because we love William Faulkner.
1: Yes. Can I say something that I think is on everybody's mind that likes college football? The elephant in the room. The question to me is: Is it time for Ohio State to give Luke Fickle another shot at head coach?
3: <laughs> <laughs> see that, <laughs> def- the see right? that defensive game plan tonight. <laughs> that's, that's that's.
1: I think it's time. Get, it. get it. I think uh, Urban Meyer back to Florida. Redemption story. You know, Will Urban you have-
0: Meyer be spending more time with his family after this national that's championship? That's the big
1: winner urban meyer's family they get to spend so much time with them
3: that's (laughs) (laughs) this is this is my prediction by the way that yeah they won and it's real awesome and nothing's changed like of course not all of these stories of has urban meyer really changed is he a a redeemed man there was no (laughs) redemption to this he's the same human being i don't think it will end the same way but he's doing the same stuff is urban meyer the coach in columbus in
1: 2018 Yes. Ooh, yeah,
2: yeah, I, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Now, but two, I wouldn't, I don't know if you can 20, push me much 2020? further past that. Yeah.
1: 2020. So two, 2015, it's January 13th now, I in guess. An, in so. a
3: metaphor that, or in a simile that Midwesterners will understand and appreciate, it's like a majestic but rusty bridge. I'll test limit you to 2018, but I don't want to put semis on it after 2020 because <laughs> the crumbling infrastructure, while solid, is still very real.
0: Well, in 2020, it's either Luke Fickle or Lane Kiffin. Sure. Co, co, co-head coaches. Co-head Honestly, coaches?
2: Have, has um, anyone ever tried that before? But to get back to your question, Ty, I don't know. This year kind of felt like it disproved the whole, con- you know, conferences are so much better than the other. Every conference had... I would say, two really awesome teams by mm-hmm. the end of the year. Also, every conference can hire someone
3: to recruit California, Texas, and
2: Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like every, the, and that's what everyone true. did. But, like, the Big 12 yeah. has two teams you don't want to play right now. The ACC has two teams. You, the Big 10. Definitely. They, they're, all the Power 5 conferences, there's nobody who you can say, oh, that's a really weak conference and you should so feel you're lucky. you talking about Clemson
0: and Georgia Tech, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah. And by the way, now we've got a playoff system where these teams play each other yes. after the regular mm-hmm. season, which is something that like every other sports done since the beginning of time. Right. Even the winner of the NFC South won a playoff and also, game. Also, <laughs>
3: just like historically, the trend here that is really fascinating to me is we've moved so far into neutral fields and so far away from anything which could be misconstrued as or construed as a home field advantage. Remember right. Miami winning all of those titles uh, in the 80s. Winning them at the Peter Orange Bowl, Bowl, right? Alabama managing, managing at the this Bowl, year yeah. to stack up an impressive record based largely on home performance and mm-hmm. blowouts, right? Yep. Like, that's one thing that neutral fields, for as much as college fans slag the idea of playing in an NFL field, right. it does level it somewhat. Here's,
2: here's what this playoff is also going to do. A four seed just won the playoff. Yeah. And so that's going to give a lot of grist to the expand the playoff crowd because they're going to say, you know what? Look at TCU at the end of the season. Like, were they were they that much they, worse? They,
1: they, they blew out
3: a team with four turnovers.
1: Yeah. They're good enough to win the yeah. national championship. So,
2: so if if can, I think Can I, if, I
3: ask a doubly painful question? Oh, boy. You, you think TCU would have been given a better game tonight than Oregon did? No, I think Trevon Boykin would not have had a great game against this Ohio State team.
1: Yeah, but, that, yeah, but what about that defense, defense?
2: That defense is yeah, nasty. that would have been fun.
1: That actually, you're, that's a good point.
0: Here, um, here's something that maybe I mean. everyone underestimates, all right? And we talked about it, again, immediately following the game remember when the Giants won the Super Bowl against Patriots yeah. came in as a wild card? Yeah. yeah. They're like the sixth seed. Sometimes teams that start off with a lower seed oh, yeah. kind of come in with a chip on their shoulder and a little bit more to play for.
1: That's the Urban Meyer. Spencer was talking about the Urban Meyer playbook before. This is not the first time an Urban Meyer team yep. has improved drastically over the course
3: of the season and won the national championship. After an early and yeah. shocking loss. Yep. This is this team is very reminiscent in terms of trajectory to the 2008 Florida team. All right. We're God
2: bless you, Houston. Not...
0: <laughs> <Giggity>. <laughs> we're going to take it home here momentarily we do have a second sponsor Whoa, though this Ooh. This is unbelievable. a two sponsor show in the midst of Dan's misery yeah hit me they're turning up in droves is it, is it bourbon this is not bourbon okay. no Although, you could make a bourbon website using Squarespace. Oh, good. You see what I did there? Yeah, it's tight. You are a pro's pro. That
2: may be subject to state and local regulations, <laughs> just so you all know.
0: It's decidedly <laughs> possible. We mentioned Squarespace.com at the top of the show. I've mentioned it before. I'm using Squarespace to make a wedding website.
2: Yeah? Are you doing this, Ryan? Oh, man. Why you got to put me on the spot? I probably should have. I did not. You're
0: probably on GeoCities.
1: Ty, did you take any glamour Angel shots that are page?
0: There may have been a few glamour shots. Because this is
2: going to be a heavenly There wedding. may have been a
0: few glamour shots taken during the Notre Dame-Stanford game. Are you wearing a shirt in all of them? Um, he's, the doing problem- the mi- he's
2: doing the midriff thing.
0: <laughs> the problem with the shirt is that they don't show off the strong pecs. Right, exactly. What you're known for. That's signature tie. He's
2: wearing a sheer, very sheer.
0: Yeah. So we've got Squarespace <laughs> 7 now, which makes it all the more fascinating to make the website. Right. That you desire, they've got all sorts of cool features, a redesigned user interface, integration with Google Apps, partnership with Getty Images, which gives you 40 million. Is that right? That has to be right. 40 million high-quality photos. Holy crap. 15 new design templates, cover pages, which is a specialized feature you can only find on Squarespace. You can read all about it at squarespace.com slash seven. With all that said, create a beautifully designed website. It's simple, it's powerful, 24-7 support. You get live chat if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't want to write any code. Squarespace is definitely for you. You can do it all for just $8 a month. You'll even get a free domain when you buy Squarespace for the year.
2: Squarespace 7, you said? Squarespace 7. So Squarespace outscored Oklahoma in this postseason. I think this that's what you're sad. telling me. <laughs> you're you're a cruel human. Bob Stoops can't use the internet. Squarespace 7. Bob Stoops still goes to the library to use the internet.
3: 30 minutes? I've got 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> Squarespace. Oh, he, just, he
1: did just hire a very young coach, and that's probably part of the reason here. why. We got an iPad. Riley.
0: Squarespace 7. If you're interested in checking it out. You can start a trial with no credit card, nothing like that. Start building your website today. All you need to do, if you're interested, is go to Squarespace, use the offer code verbal. That's V-E-R-B-A-L. You'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the solid verbal. One more time, that's promo code verbal. V-E-R-B-A-L. One more time, at Squarespace where they say start here, go anywhere. Do you think that Lincoln Riley will help Bob Stoops load his iPod?
2: Oh please, that man! That man! Does, bo- does Bob
0: Stoops have an iPod no. or a Zune?
2: He's he's got a Discman. Absolutely, good old reliable Discman. Maybe one of those. You can old... put
1: your own songs on a CD. One yeah. of those no, no, old no, he's purple
0: a... Iowa yeah. portable CD players he's got that you strap to your three players. Yeah, got... are, yeah. He has
3: he has an i no he has an iPod. It's an iPod Nano though, and yeah. he's forever losing it in his pants and like his jackets <laughs> and stuff. It's the size of a damn beret. <laughs> can't find it, Lincoln. Come in here. My big thumbs. My big thumbs. Where's my androgel? Mike,
2: Mike, where's my iPod? I thought it was a chiclet. You're <laughs> useless.
0: <laughs> I'd rather do this though. Oh, my God. It is getting late if you can't tell. So where do we go from here now? You've got Ohio State as your national champion. I think we'd all agree that to some degree... Well, maybe Dan wouldn't agree, but to, what? to what? some degree, the playoff was very successful. Oh, it was incredible! We had a chance successful. to play this out for the first time ever.
2: These two teams wouldn't likely might not have played without the playoff. That's, that is correct. I'm damn glad they did. Oh,
0: they probably would have played in,
3: like the Rose. We Bowl wouldn't have or gotten something. Oregon. Yes, we wouldn't have gotten you. Oregon, Florida State certainly. No. That wouldn't have <laughs> happened. Oh <laughs> my God!
2: That? Yeah, remember they were, that? That Florida, was like, that about that thirty-nine points. points. You thought this? Yeah, you thought this game was one-sided. Thirty-nine points. Thirty-nine points. Thirty-nine
0: points. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a really fun afternoon. Yeah, maybe it should have been TCU instead of Florida State. Just we'll rem- save that debate for another day. Just remember we'll save the good that times. debate for another day. We are all running short on energy here, so I'm going to go around the room very quickly. Yeah, I want to get everyone's general takeaways, not just of this game, but of both season of the season in general. Dan, we're going to be doing shows. Right. I think the plan is twice a week through the end of January, and then yeah. we'll switch up to once a week. But. Um, you know we'll have more time to discuss this but since we've got ryan and spencer in the room let's just let's go around general impressions what you saw this season what you saw in bowl season what you saw in this game well for me it
1: starts with nc state spring game i'm gonna go through <laughs> it play by play <laughs> <laughs> it really is a it really is a sort of an allegory for what the season as a whole now um i thought it was a really fun season um College football, I I don't like it when people say like, oh, college football is always better when Michigan or USC or Texas, whatever. College football is good when there's entertaining games and entertaining people involved in those games. And I felt this was a good year. Brett Bielema, you know, reestablishing himself as a personality that is going to affect the season stuff like that Uh, Jim Harbaugh coming back all sorts of things like that where we have storylines we have players that were exciting quarterbacks running backs whatever I thought it was a fun season especially when you sort of compare it to what happened in the NFL and how awful that was to follow this fall college was especially fun this year the the playoff was weird and the the weekly stuff probably has to be improved but I had a blast this season and uh, I can't wait for the time where I get to go to sleep, because scale, I'm down of, on sleep.
0: scale of one to ten yeah the ex- season as a whole your level of excitement that the season is over
1: uh pack 12 was fun and I liked the pack 12 so that that affected it I would say it was a solid like eight point nine for me
0: your level of excitement that the year is over
1: oh the year is over eleven and a half uh yeah I'm ready <laughs> I think yeah, we're right all time right around a ten
0: Mr nanny
2: um this is the year that I felt like had the most Well, no, 2007 was that year. But this year had the most sort of change where you thought you knew something (laughs) and then a month later it was totally different. You know, you and I talked before about how everybody said the Big Ten was dead at one point. Everybody said the SEC was going to get two teams in, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is not – that's not just a thing that sort of tells you, hey, we're very stupid and we overreact to very small sample sizes. It's also a hopeful thing because – at the end of the year, you could look at teams that you didn't think were going to be good and you thought maybe would never get good. Arkansas, Tennessee, if you want to throw them out there. Um, and you can see them really starting to improve. There are a lot of teams going into next year that you should be afraid of if they're on your schedule, more so than I can remember in a while. Um, there's not a, – because a lot of the teams that are at the top – it's, you're not. You're not going to say, "Well, they're we're ready to drop off." And there's like the middle tier of college football right now, is freaking deep. Definitely. When you say,
3: when you can say, "Don't sleep on Minnesota."
2: Don't sleep on Jerry Kill. It's sure. true. He's a because he, he'll bite. He's lumpy. <laughs> yeah, he's lumpy, and he'll bite.
3: <laughs> he's a nibbler. I knew less and less every single week. Yeah, and that was, that was such a joy mm-hmm. to watch unfold. I have enormous smile on my face saying that it was. Week to week I became more and more ignorant from a already pretty low <laughs> ignorant status and was a complete idiot by the end of the season. That's how you should finish. You yeah. should like tonight did surprise me in a lot of ways because I thought Oregon would be a little more competitive at the point of attack. But oh
2: but remember, Florida ran all over Georgia.
3: Florida beat Georgia. <laughs> I also I also this. I, I we, we talk a lot about the coaches. I loved watching Melvin Gordon play football. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, a, it was a gift to watch Melvin Gordon play football. It was a gift to watch Trevon Boykin mm-hmm. uh, come alive and play football. It was so much fun to watch Kyle Christie punt. I know that sounds ridiculous, but, but Kyle Christie yeah. at the Florida, in the Florida-Mizzou game, there were only two people who came and sang the alma mater after the worst loss in program history. I was there, and one of them was the punter, Kyle Christie. We don't talk a lot about the players, and I think that's a shame sometimes because I got to watch Marcus Mariota get the short end of the fate stick tonight, and he took it really beautifully. And at the same time, you get to watch third string Cardale Jones become one of the most important players in college football, or Ezekiel Elliott, or any three-star like Scooby Wright who ended up being a menace the entire year. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the fun thing is watching them and watching... What is? I mean, it's a cliche, but like watching somebody that young sort of come to fruition, it's not entirely cliche when a coach says that that's the best part of the thing. Because for a fan, sometimes it's the best part of the
0: entire deal. It, because we do this podcast as frequently as we do, I think we have a tendency, you and I, Dan, mm-hmm. to look at this <clears throat> from a little bit of a different perspective. You know, we do these ad reads. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Is there a third ad
2: read? My God, no, there's
0: no more, I promise. But we (laughs) we tend to look at how the shows do. Everyone's interested in how the shows do. And what I found in looking over that as the year progressed, and when we tried to compare it to previous seasons, the numbers dropped off way sooner in previous years. Right. I attribute the playoff to this lasting Sure, definitely. interest that we've seen yeah. in, in the show. People were interested longer, and yeah. I think that's good. Whether you agree with the playoff system or not, the fact that people were interested, engaged, yeah. we got more calls than ever this year, more downloads yeah. than ever this year, that tells me that something's working. That tells me that as a fan, watching yeah. at home, not maybe following it to the extent that we do, something kept you interested through late November, through conference championship weeks. That, that to me, was pretty exciting just to watch from our perspective. I
2: mean, I think it's Dr. Jane that yeah, kept the people coming out. I think it's Dr. think It that's, could have been our trivia. It could have been a whole no, host I, of I, other things. Let's,
0: it was probably Jane. It could have been a whole host of things. But uh, the fact no, that we had. Yes.
1: More, more fan bases felt like they were engaged in the process. Um, the, you know, the more we have divisions instead of just plain conferences, you know, everybody's in it. And honestly, like, we can watch every game. So, like, if your team is out of it early on, let's say you're a fan of Kentucky—not even like Kentucky was kind of fun. You this can year.
2: ruin someone else's day. You this can year. ruin somebody else's day,
1: but you're exposed in to immense like, way. if you're if you're a college football fan in you know Tampa or in wherever in Raleigh, like it's still awesome to watch Shaq Thompson
0: every week. It, it it's also different this year, and henceforth, because yeah. the standard is different now. Yeah. Previously, if you were Oregon, you lost on a Thursday night at home in Arizona. You're yeah. toast, man. Yeah, it's true. It's Alabama, Florida State lose for the Virginia national Tech. championship. Yeah. Now you lose early enough if you come back like Ohio State did after that Virginia Tech game. You blow teams out of the water. Even if you got a third string quarterback, you still have a shot. The standard is now different. If they expand this at some point to eight teams, maybe 10 and two will be your baseline. True. Right now, it seems like 11 and one, maybe an incredible 10 and two is your baseline for perhaps getting into this playoff. And I think it keeps a lot of people engaged along the way. I think
3: there was a secondary effect though, too, very briefly that teams that were six and six teams that were on the come up teams Mm -hmm. that were in it. They really, I think felt more of a process because there's this extension of strength of schedule. There is this understanding of evaluating, okay, well, where do we stand? And that applied pressure downward. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. for fans to look at and go, okay, well, how good was that win? Well, how good is that team how really? How good is Minnesota? I think, it yeah. Made, yeah. I think it made for at least a somewhat more literate fan. Yeah, definitely. Right? Not that that makes it better or not. Like sometimes the most ignorant fan is the most fun, right? right. Like when you walk in, you have no idea what's going on.
2: Yeah, but Shiny it made, things and loud noises. But it did make you pay attention yeah. at least. To, you got to be exposed to a lot more fun, great, interesting teams than in other years when you just said, I just care who's at the top.
3: Yeah, right. And you had to look down the roster and actually know that Tennessee was vastly improved, that Minnesota was vastly improved, that that UCLA was maybe a mirage. Like you had to know those things. And the more, you know, that kind of like knowledge base, that just makes the experience much richer. Definitely.
0: It also might impact some of the administrative aspects of college football. Baylor caught a lot of flack for their non-conference scheduling. Mm -hmm. It may not get better in the immediate future, but it would appear at least as if they're trying Moving forward, you don't got to play Alabama out of conference. No,
1: the product is going to continue to improve,
0: but maybe play Purdue. (laughs) You know, play someone in the power five. Don't play, okay, but play play someone in the power five. (laughs) Sure, at least make an effort. I I think, think, I
3: think you mean 2016 college football
0: national champion, Purdue, Purdue, (laughs) Purdue. (laughs) All hail the Big Ten. All hail the Big Ten. All right. Well, we've gone on far too long. Dan, you look like yes. you're ready to fall asleep. No, I'm great. You're still sporting the puddle shirt with the sport coat. You look very it's, dapper. Oh, it's
3: just the duck, tie. The, the duck. duck. Just the duck. The duck, no puddles?
1: A yeah,
0: duck. They, don't
3: want, they don't like puddles. There is no man in that suit. It's yeah. just a duck. It is just a giant
0: mutant friendly duck.
2: Don't cry out loud. Just keep it all in.
0: All right. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, doing <laughs> now, this late, late at there? night. He has so much more to say. Late, late at <laughs> night. At Celebrity Hot Tub is Mr. Ryan Nanny. At EDSBS, of course, is Mr. Spencer Hall. Dan Rubenstein. That's me. At Dan Rubenstein. Yeah. On the Twitter. At Solid Verbal. On the Twitter. Yes. Myself, Ty Hildenbrandt. At Ty Hildenbrandt. On the Twitter. You can find us also at our website, SolidVerbal.com. Find us on Facebook on FanCred. And, of course, don't forget to head on out to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Yes. Share us with your friends. Download all of our shows. Give us a subscription. We will be back I don't know when we'll be back soon. We'll be back soon enough. Do check out our sponsors, Bombas and Squarespace. Thanks again for bearing with us this season. Hope you enjoyed the season, the playoff, the game as much as we did in the meantime, till we catch you next day. Solid. Peace.